The problem that Ron DeSantis has is that you get one chance to cause a, uh, create a first impression, mm -hmm. and he's made that first impression now. And his campaign has that, that, that certain stench of political death that is very hard to get rid of. The other problem he has, I think, on this abortion issue, and, you know, I wish somebody had pushed back on him on that, is we had a very similar case to what's happening in Texas, in Florida, in March. A woman named Deborah Dorbert, who was carrying a child that had no kidneys and was sure to die. And because of the laws in Florida, because of the lack of exceptions, because doctors are terrified of being criminalized, of being sued, because of all of that, this woman had to carry that baby to term in Florida, and because she didn't have the money to go out of state and hold it, hold that baby for 90 minutes while it gasped for air on, in her arms. To me, that is something that Ron DeSantis needs to explain. Ken Paxton and Gov uh, Governor Abbott need to explain, because women in this country deserve an answer as to the cruelty and the idea that these men in the capitals of these states are telling women what is health care and what is not. He described it as, as extremely rare, but it's actually the rare cases that make the point when the, the state itself is being inflexible. Well, what it, you're say? it was. I, I think all in all, it was still his best moment. I think Scott's right. It just took the Republican primary voters. Uh, and I don't think it helps him at all in a general election. I don't think he has to worry about the general election. <laughs> uh, to put it in your context, one year ago, just put it in context, this is the stench of loss and death that you talked about. One year ago, Ron DeSantis was beating Donald Trump 56 to 33. He was 23 points ahead of Trump. A year ago in the polls today, he's 48 points behind. That's a 71-point erosion after going to all 99 counties, spending $50 million. I mean, that could have cost him $71 for $5 say, million. He did say he today he was the points. only candidate who could beat Trump. He's, providing he's, no he's evidence, of course, but that's what he's 48 yeah. behind. But I mean, his, it's his, kinda... his point is that it's unlikely, in his view, that a candidate who sort of came in the old Republican Party before Trump can muster enough support to beat Donald Trump in the current iteration of the Republican Party. His point is he's able to draw from both the pre-Trump era, but also appeal to people who have gotten used to the Trump-style Republican Party. The problem with this argument is, of course, the polls. <laughs> Trump is crushing in Iowa. Trump is crushing in New Hampshire. Trump is over 60% nationally. I mean, it would be unheard of, unprecedented for someone with Trump's lead at this point of the campaign to lose the nomination for his party. And the Trump people will tell you that uh, for all of the trying that's gone on in Iowa, their organization is solid. They've got a, a, a very high floor that they think they start with, the people who are showing up no matter what. And I still maintain, regarding the consolidation question that came up, that Iowa's not big enough for DeSantis and Haley, and New Hampshire's not big enough for Haley and Christie. But as long as that circumstance remains, Trump is squarely in the driver's seat here. Do you think, Jamal, that this is the moment for DeSantis that he has to perform, otherwise it's not going to happen in Iowa? Oh, this is obviously the moment for him to, to, to get this right. What happens in campaigns is there's a moment where, as you get toward the end of the year, people start to take off, and you see somebody begin to ascend. It happened to Barack Obama. It happened to, you know, it happens to these candidates. Uh, he's got to do it now, or it won't happen. One of the reasons I had low expectations tonight is because I don't think Ron DeSantis has any idea how to run for president. He's not really a leader. So in the beginning of this campaign, the Trump forces spent $13 million to define Ron DeSantis. 
Everything that we know about Ron DeSantis comes from Donald Trump and his people telling us that Ron DeSantis was robotic and wasn't really a good person to, to follow. He, he didn't have the charisma, right? They set that stage early. He, it was unanswered. I think that this is another example of Ron DeSantis not really being able to just perform on the presidential stage in the way that winners do. So and the other problem he has is, listen, he, he you know, he talks about Nikki Haley being an establishment candidate, but he also is an establishment candidate who depends on big donors. And a lot of those big donors have now moved on. They were quick to be with him at the beginning. He had a lot of the big Republican whales with him in the beginning. They saw a disastrous campaign, a disastrous campaign launch, and it only got worse from then, and they have moved on. And Ron DeSantis is not Donald Trump, who's got a bunch of small donors that buy pieces of his whatever it is, sacred tunic, sacred suit that he bought to, you know, that he wore to court. No, that's not Ron DeSantis. He doesn't have the charisma for, you know, to have an army of small donors. He needs to depend on special interests and large donors, and they now see him as damaged goods. So here's where we are now. We're, we're on the cusp of Iowa and New Hampshire. We've got an uh, Iowa governor who's endorsed Ron, De, Ron DeSantis mm -hmm. and a New Hampshire governor today, Kristen Inouye, endorsing mm -hmm. Nikki Haley. What, what does that create for the early part of this Republican primary? Well, I think Scott alluded to this, the best possible situation for Mr. Trump, right? So, so I think DeSantis may be a little bit stronger in Iowa. If he's smart, he'll close on abortion. That was his best answer tonight. Over Christmas, all those Iowans could be snowed in They'd be watching TV. I saw we saw Mike Huckabee do this. He ran an ad yep. with the window pane behind him that happened to form a cross. I mean, it's a brilliant <laughs> ad. Okay, and he needs to. So, but if he does that, Nikki Haley's much better position in New Hampshire, where independents can vote, and she's a lot stronger there. And so, once again, the the opposition to Trump is divided, and it's going to allow Trump to conquer. The, the trick for him is just to get close. I mean, I think it's mm -hmm. unlikely that Trump will be beaten. So if you're DeSantis, and, and the, the, I guess the benefit of being way down in the polls is that you can beat expectations more easily. But that's the trick here is he has to get close enough to make it seem like there's still air in the balloon. And if Trump wins this thing by 20 plus points, it's going to feel very deflated, not just for DeSantis, but even ahead of New Hampshire. It's going to feel deflated for Haley, for anyone else who's still in this race. The all-time Republican it, record in Iowa is winning by 13. Yeah. Bob Dole, 1988. Okay, Mr. Trump is winning by 27 right now. Yeah. But can he hold that? I don't know. But that's a, if, if I say he's got to win by more than 13, that sounds like ridiculous. I mean, and is more valuable when the person, you know, like a Barack Obama, who mm -hmm. is not expected to win, right. surges to the front, and then it can mm -hmm. catapult them through the early primaries. So if that doesn't happen, then it could be over. Yeah, and, and here, here's the trick. You know, I learned a lot about politics from Paul Begala when I was first starting out um, in this game. But there are rules that we all think about, right? The future is more important than the past. Or, and, you know, elections aren't, aren't rewards for, you know, great behavior. Donald Trump seems to have taken all those rules and balled them up and thrown them away. So as we think about what's happening in politics, in the Trump era, nothing else seems to matter. 13 points was, was the record before. We might see that smoked. We got an 82-year-old president running in the, in the Democratic side. All sorts of things are happening. It's wild out here. We don't know what's going to happen next. <laughs> One other thing about the Trump campaign in Iowa that I think is, I think this is their best campaign team they've ever had. He's run three times mm -hmm. now. This is the best campaign leadership they've had. They're the most organized they've ever been. They, they've got all the levers in place, and they have shaped this Republican primary, not just in Iowa, but in state parties across the country. This is the best prepared he's ever been. 
going into any of these elections that he's been involved in. And so if you're DeSantis or Haley or these other challengers, taking on a former president who's very popular among your party is tough enough, but then to run up against the most well-organized operation he's ever been able to put together, all of his issues uh, aside, they are prepared for this election in a way he's never and, been and before. And it's a former president who, uh, who views Ron DeSantis like a chihuahua yapping at his ankles, right? <laughs> he's not even bothered. By, by Ron DeSantis but, anymore. He doesn't even retort. But Ron DeSantis, when he started out, he wanted to run against Joe Biden. Now he's running against Donald Trump right. and Nikki Haley. We heard him attack Nikki Haley repeatedly in this debate, pretty, pretty aggressively. Abby, he's running against Ron DeSantis. He's trying to change the narrative. He's trying to change the perception that people have created nationally in Iowa, in New Hampshire, in the early states about Ron DeSantis being robotic, being awkward, uh, being a one, you know, a broken record with one tune on it, woke, woke, woke. He's trying to change that, that perception. He's running against Ron DeSantis. Does it? Um, Anna was making this point. He's moved away from all the controversial stuff. In some ways tonight, no red flags on a lot of different points. Is boring good for DeSantis <laughs> at this point? This is one of those rules Jamal talked about. It used to be. Yeah. I think no mas. I, I, Mr. Trump, you say what you want about him. He's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in the, in the same way that a Category 5 hurricane is exciting. <laughs> but he's exciting. He's compelling. And, and I, I do think if, if, if Governor DeSantis wants to beat Mr. Trump, he's got to beat him. And he hit him harder than he ever has tonight. But he left a lot on the table. He pulled his punches uh, on, for example, when, when he was talking about uh, the rise in anti-Semitism, which is something as a Florida governor he does know and care a lot about. He didn't mention that in his very state, Mr. Trump had dinner with Nick Fuentes. Who was that's because he's that's somewhat because controversial he's, Well, that's figure. because he's trying to preserve the Trump base, right? Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I, he, he said so today. I, I, look, I, I think Trump is entertaining, but he's also likable. I mean, let's... The Republicans like Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. Even the people who think maybe we should move on, they're like, well, I like Donald Trump. I like what he did. I, you know, I think he's, he seems like a, a good guy who came along at the right time and he smashed the Clintons and he smashed the media. DeSantis's game is not likability. DeSantis's game is just constantly churning out center-cut conservative Republican content that every Republican watching that would say, sounds pretty good to me. Yeah. Now, the question is, is being right on virtually every policy good enough? Or do you have to have that other gear, which Trump has and no one Trump else in the race has? I'm, 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 not sure, I'm, not sure, um, I'm not sure conservatives would say going after the largest employer in Florida, Disney, over uh, having a different opinion than the governor is a conservative value. And he's, he's got a... Ron DeSantis has a big problem right now, which is that Donald Trump is beating him like a conga drum in Florida where people know him best.